I'm really excited for this episode. Thank yeah. you so much for coming down. As I was kind of talking to you about, like before we got started, I think the reason why I'm like so keen for this episode and I really appreciate you being the person to, to come on and do it is because a few of the episodes have potentially come across a little bit like anti-bikini prep yeah. <laughs> um, which we've not done on purpose and always made it super clear that like it can be a great goal for the right person but obviously when we are talking about certain health issues or certain relationship with food issues of course sometimes that can stem from contest prep and of course yeah. it is an extreme sport it might have a little bit of an impact on your health um, which is not a reason not to do it but it just means we definitely need to have a discussion about how to do it in the best possible way yeah. and I couldn't think of anyone better to have that discussion with than, than you so thank you so much for, for coming down and, and having this chat today you're welcome so I mean let's kind of get into a little bit of your kind of story and background if that's okay because you've got an impressive list of shows um, which I'd, I'd love to kind of um, yeah get into just to give the, the listeners a little bit of context of you and your journey and how you now coach the way you coach which I think is an incredible balance between obviously got high level competitors doing well but doing it doing right by them in terms of obviously still prioritizing their health and their identity outside of that prep and all of those other things that we'll get into so yeah over to you okay so I'm Jenny and I have been in the fitness industry like seven or eight years now and I've been competing for five um, over five and although I've done it for five years I've only ever done eight shows because I'm always quite strict with myself that if the show doesn't feel right I won't do it, give or take, um, this season. A um, couple of exceptions. A couple of exceptions, <laughs> but I always am quite like, right, my body's saying no, listen, stop. So my shows have been very spread out. This year I managed to do three, which was the most I've ever done in the season. And I have consistently placed in the top three. So I've done eight shows and I've always placed in the top three in at least one class. Um, and I've won five. I've still not won an overall, but I'm trying. <laughs> and then I'm also a coach. Like you said, like I coach a whole variety of women, lifestyle, photo shoot preps, competition preps, and also people that have different reasons for doing the different styles of dieting and things like that. Yeah, amazing. I think that um, let's let's get a little bit kind of into like why you started wanting to potentially look at bikini shows as an option for, for you. And um, yeah, what, what was that first reason? So I've always been into sports and the gym. Like I was a really active kid. I was that kid in like primary school that was going to like 10 different after school clubs like back to back and then through my teenage years I kind of got into the gym and fitness classes and I started watching all like you know like the OG kind of fitness YouTubers like Christian Guzman, yeah. Nikki Blackett like that and I'd watch them do preps and be like wow I'd love to do that. Never did anything about it just trained very casually. I was quite the party girl back in my day and, um, <laughs> which a lot of people are like you really? I'm like yeah. Yeah I can't I can't <laughs> yeah, see that now. Those people are like I can't see that but I was that person uh, we start young in Scotland <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> um and then it wasn't until I was living in Australia at the time and I was just I was just unhappy and I dropped out of uni like a year and a half before I then like moved to Australia I'd been working casual jobs I was coming home and I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life I don't really know but I really loved the gym and the gym had really helped me when I wasn't feeling good mentally there and I was like I've never thought of being a PT why don't I um long story short I sent a message to a guy I went to school with, who's now my fiance, um, and said, "Oh, I yeah, didn't know that. So, that's so yeah, cool. Um, I didn't know that part." Yeah, so no, I've, I don't think I've ever said it. Um, but I just messaged him, DM'd him on Instagram one day. I was like, "Hey, where did you get your uh, PT qualification? Because it's something I'm thinking about." And he was basically, "Oh, well, I'm doing mine through an apprenticeship. So, but I'll ask my boss if he knows of anything." And I was like, "All right, cool." Next day, he was like, "Oh, so my boss recommended this website, but he'd actually be interested to speak to you." Then. I was like, all right, cool. Well, he was like, when are you home? And I was like, oh, I'm back on the Monday. I can't remember what day it was. And he was like, can you come in on the Wednesday at like nine? And I was like, cool. So I'd been like back in the UK, like 24 hours, 
jet lagged <laughs> and yeah. um, went to this interview, became PC and he had been bodybuilding while we were at school and we just like, we eventually got together. He was thinking about doing another prep and I was like, oh, I'd like to, but I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I really should. And he was like, trust me, like you can do it. You'll do well. And um, I did my first prep for a really small show. There's only three bikini girls in the whole show, which is absolutely unheard of these days. That <laughs> yeah. would never happen. Um, and I won it. I did a 12 week prep. I tried to prep myself. I wouldn't let him prep me because I was like, that's too stressful. Totally bro. And I was like, right, okay, I like this, but I know I've got a lot to improve. I took a 12 month off season before my next show. And then I won my class at the British finals, the kind of COVID year. So yeah, it was, it was kind of a whirlwind. I feel like I kind of fell into it, but I've, it's really shaped who I am and I wouldn't change any of it. Yeah, that's such a cool story. I actually didn't didn't know that part about, about you meeting Nikki. Yeah, like we've known each other for years. Like I said, he's done 11 shows and he did it while we were at school. So he was like that weird kid in the common room with the tub of chicken and rice. And we were all looking at him and been like, yeah, but jokes on you now. Jokes on me now. Yeah, yeah you fell for that eventually. <laughs> I did. So. Oh, that's such a cool story. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that bit. I think that that's, I love that actually, because I think a lot of the time when we're talking about competing and some of the negatives that people need to be aware of, which I do think is a really important conversation. I think it's really important to also talk about the fact that for a lot of people it's been life-changing they've not known what they wanted to do like they didn't maybe have a massive community before finding competing and like that's really cool like so many of my friendships so many of the opportunities that have come my way just just wouldn't have happened like I wouldn't be here today like yeah. it's it has shaped my life in a it's taken my life in a direction I never imagined that it would go but in such a in such a good way like I I am very very grateful to competing for kind of creating the life that I have yeah no I love that brilliant I think let's kind of get into that then so if someone is going I feel I want to compete um however I'm seeing obviously some stuff around why maybe this is not particularly healthy or there's some downsides to that which is great because there is a bit more content on that now a few years ago I was only seeing it glorified I didn't really see anyone talk about some of the potential negatives especially for for women um so yeah if you are someone listening and you're like oh I'm considering competing what are some of these things that someone should know or look out for in terms of like deciding if kind of competing is right for them based on their health and and their values yeah so i would say first like know your reason why like that's gonna really get you through any prep any situation um one thing to also remember is that like a prep's never gonna make anything better a prep will only add stress to any situation so whether it's your health your hormones your relationship with food your actual relationships if they aren't in a good place if you try and prep mm. from that point it is only going to make it worse so even like if you've got good relationships and a good relationship with food a prep can affect that and you have to go into that kind of willing to do the work to not let it affect things to the same extent but it's hard and it like I say it's never going to help a situation it's only going to make it harder to maintain that good level of all those things so that would be probably the kind of key bits of advice I would say before you start and also yeah just making sure everything's in a good spot like do you have a healthy menstrual cycle do you like dieting do you like training because like I say it's only going to make it worse if you don't enjoy sticking to a diet when you've got lots of food you are not going to like it on the days when you've maybe got to go to low food and high mm -hmm. cardio and if you don't enjoy training that much you are not going to enjoy it 
when you're starving and depleted and tired yeah and I love that I think how you've explained that there's so brilliant obviously you said that earlier and I'd never heard it explained like that before which is so great because I think a lot of people are looking for a prep and they're trying to do it to try and make things better right they're going I'm whether I'm a little bit unhappy or I'm lacking structure or my relationship with food's not great that is often their reason for wanting to start a prep and then as you've obviously just said there actually it's only going to make things worse so if your reason for wanting to do a prep is to make things better then potentially you're setting yourself up to fail yeah exactly it's a huge commitment financially your personal life physically you you got to be prepared for that and I think that that is making sure one you're in the best position possible before you start and also that you are prepared afterwards to do the work to get your health back to focus on your relationships to Mm. be able to give back to those around you to put yourself back to the position like prep doesn't just end when the show day ends like you got to do a bit of work afterwards as well to get everything feeling good yeah no for sure I think that's also really important prep doesn't end when the show day there's there's a process after yeah but let's go back to even like before prep starts so how can someone decide if they do love sticking to a slightly more rigid plan with training with nutrition with lifestyle um I know you mentioned that you kind of don't take on clients that go straight into prep so what does that like pre-prep phase look like where someone can figure out if this is for them so what I normally do is be like right let's make sure you can stick to a diet plan or something rigid or tracked macros where I can have a look and it is literally that exact can you consistently show up at the gym four days a week can you consistently commit the time to cardio can you commit to posing and like even things like finances like are are you in that position are you ready to commit to the the coaching and the suit and the heels and obviously there's so many ways you can save money with that stuff but it's just a commitment on all fronts and so I think having a period of time where okay you don't have a show day yet you don't have that actual commitment but going through the motions of it being like a prep can really be like right okay I'm ready and if people are prepared to work with me for a long period of time beforehand what I'll normally do is like right we'll do like a a diet which is kind of like a a practice prep if you will even if it's not about getting stage lean um I would never diet someone to a point of like something like losing their menstrual cycle or being that lean unless they were getting to stage but like having that kind of practice of right can you do cardio every day can you stick to your diet can you miss out on social occasions and can you come away from that and still being like yeah I want to do it again because that's kind of what competing is yeah no, I think that's brilliant. And you're, you're kind of making sure that person can like tick the boxes, but without the pressure of actually signing up for a show date. Yeah. So I think that's, that, that's really smart. Do you ever get any objections where people kind of go, I don't want to do that. I am ready. I want to sign up for a show in the not too distant future because they're impatient or do people kind of buy into that when you explain it to them? I've had a couple of people who have like done that and I've said, look, if you, and or some of them have been like, oh, can I come back to you? And I'm like, that's totally fine. Like, I'm not going to change my standpoint if you want. Like there are coaches who will absolutely take you straight to a prep. That is totally fine. Um, It might be an an exception if they're maybe coming from another coach and they're not happy. Like I like to know that they can do it. Like if you're a first time and you've never done anything like that before, then I'm quite strict on that. But it's just a case of if you can't do it when there's no pressure, you're not going to be able to do it necessarily with pressure. A lot of people think the pressure will help it doesn't like pressure adds pressure (laughs) it's not going to make anything any easier and that kind of circles back to the point I said before about prep doesn't help anything in particular if anything prep's going to cause problems so Mm. you need to make sure that you're in that position before you start hey it's Leo here just very quickly interrupting this podcast episode to share with you a really exciting announcement the Nexus team are now available to take on new one-on-one online nutrition clients 
So if you're interested in working with myself or anyone on the team for your nutrition, health, or body composition-based goals, then follow the link in the show notes and you can see all of the information on what that might look like to work with us. I think that's yeah, so important to understand. So I'm even guilty of that myself, as I mentioned to you earlier. I was like, came out of a breakup and I was like, I'm going to use prep as a way of dealing with this. And then in yeah. hindsight, I'm like, what was I doing? So I've, I've done it too. Yeah. Like, um, like I said before, there was one season um, where I had had somebody make a comment that I, I couldn't do it. And I'd also been going through lots of like emotional stuff with family, things like that. There was a lot going on in my personal life. And I was like, I'm going to prep. And the whole prep, things just kept going wrong. And like Nikki, my boyfriend or fiance, sorry, was um, coaching me at the time. And he was like saying to me at like 10 weeks out, like, I think you should pull the plug. Like, I really don't want to stop. And I was like, you don't coach me. I'm coaching myself. Like, I'm doing this. And I was so stubborn. And it was all for the wrong reasons. I was trying to prove a point to somebody. I was trying to show that I can do it. But it's like, it wasn't for me. It wasn't from a good place. And that nearly ended my competing career. It didn't. I took a year off after that. I found my why again. I got myself back. I then did like a secret prep leading into this year to be like, no, this isn't for social media. This isn't for anybody else. Um, that, bad, that bad prep, I like weekly vlogged on YouTube and everything. And it was successful on paper, but mentally that like like I said it nearly stopped me from doing it again and that's why I'm so big on screening the the pre-show process of my first timers and things coming in is being like no like I've been there doing it for the wrong reasons and trust me you don't want to be there yeah no that's brilliant I love that you said there on paper it looked like you had a very successful prep I think was that you won that show yeah so I in 2021 I won my class at the regional and then I came third at the Arnold's two weeks later so it massive show yeah um and like the thing is is that like my physique was still good I was still lean um this was also a year like I I hurt my back middle of that prep um so my training had to all suffer so my body wasn't looking as good as it could but like Nikki bless him like he got me into such a good position even though I was like you know, I shouldn't have been doing it. I was pushing through back problems and poor training and my body was saying no. So we were having to like refeed then really dig. And, you know, I, I was doing all the brutal stuff, the two hours of cardio and the 800 calorie days and getting no drop. Like my diet was literally like white fish and egg whites. Like I've done all that stuff and I'd done it the year before and been happy doing it. And then this year was just, it was just so different mentally and how I felt. And yeah. I, I look back and like I am always like a no regrets and it has taught me so much and I guess this has put me in a position that I'm in today but if I could go back I wish I could get to like 10 weeks out and be like that was a great mini cut let's stop yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a really important lesson is that like there's nothing wrong with like quitting and I, I yeah. even use that term loosely right you're not a failure like your body's not happy there are some unfortunate quite serious consequences that sometimes can occur from yeah. competing I know a few girls that are infertile girls that are on HRT that are like our age like and obviously I'm not judging if, if that was what was right for them but I do think sometimes it's really important to hear someone say like are you sure you want to yeah. do that because some of these consequences aren't reversible yeah exactly and I think listening to your body and honoring your body like you're not going to regret that and the thing is is that like I think you can get so sucked in in the moment of being like I'm a competitor but at some point you won't be at some point your competing will stop and whether it's at 25 or 30 or 35 or 40 or maybe you're coming into competing like later in life like at some point that identity that you're really associating your life with it's going to stop 
and you have to live with all the decisions that you made while you were in that in that bubble and it does feel like a bubble of hype of and I kind of said this to you earlier is that when you're prepping everybody is cheering for you everyone's excited and especially if you do well on a show like there's this big hype and then you kind of it stays around a little bit when your shows end and then all of a sudden people kind of stop caring because now you're not lean anymore and you don't look really cool and you're not going and winning things and you have to be like really comfortable with who you are and what you do mm. outside of that as well and just like I say live with those decisions of the friends you make and the the things you do to your body after the competing bubble is gone yeah I'm smiling at that because I've kind of got my group of friends that like train because they like training but they're ri- they're not in this world at all and I remember after like after my show and I'd kind of like neglected them a little bit for a few months and obviously they like banter you for that a little bit like oh you're allowed back out now um, and it just laughs because I'm like I'm so glad that like I had a bunch of friends one of my shows was actually the day day before um I don't remember what James Bond it was now. I think it was Skyfall so that's like how long ago I competed but it was the day before Skyfall came out and um all I wanted to do obviously after that was like spend a day with my friends um and like eat sweets right because you've just you've just done a show and I remember a bunch of my friends kind of did like half days at work or the ones that were self-employed and like took took the kind of evening off and we all went over to Brighton ate pick a mix and went and watched Skyfall and I just remember being like I'm so glad that I have like now competing and fitness friends but I've also got this other group of friends that just didn't give a shit that I was on prep (laughs) Um, and they were there for me afterwards and like I feel very lucky to have that so yeah like all of this identity stuff we're about to speak about like is so important yeah and I think as well like keeping an eye on who supports you while you do it is good um but not every this is like something that I speak about a lot is that people don't have to understand to respect what you do so like some people will not understand but they also won't respect it like they're the people that will make the comments like they're the people who don't understand and then don't necessarily want to hang around with you because you're not doing the things they're doing and that's fine like everyone's entitled to it but there will also be people in your life who maybe don't understand and who don't do it themselves but if they respect it and they support it like those are your people and obviously they're the people that do it and respect it and support it as well I think as well one thing I never really appreciated until more recently was obviously you being on prep can be like fairly triggering for some people around you and I feel that maybe that's slightly more relevant for women as too, women too because if they've got often a fairly disordered relationship with food which you might not always know about as a friend depending on how close you are or how recent that is that potentially can be quite triggering for your friends to be like i'm not allowed to eat this i've got to eat out of a tub i can't come to the restaurant oh, i've I've tracked my calories today i'm not allowed anymore or you know there'd be times where i'm out eating dinner and i'm like oh i've got four thousand steps to do and i'd like go for a walk after dinner to hit my step target like that potentially can be quite triggering for yeah. certain people so like maybe it's not that they're not supportive of you or don't want to be supportive but actually it might not be nice for them yeah and this is when it just comes like to communication and being really open and honest with the people around you I mean obviously you can't force anybody else to be open and honest but I always say to people like don't ever hold back or change your life because of what I'm doing like I am always more than happy to accommodate like there was a time like when it was in that prep um that I've just been speaking about where Nikki was in the middle of a big off season and every leg day he would have a five guys and I would take my tub of fish and veg and go get a peppermint tea from starbucks uh, in the metro center and we i would sit with him and watch him eat five guys like once a week for several weeks and a lot of people are like how did you do that and i'm like because it's it's not it's not his fault he's not making me no one's but no one's got a gun to my head and be like prep you know yeah. like you know it's a choice and as long as like you communicate i would never expect anyone else to change and i think making that very aware to the people around you um because it can also kind of come back sometimes as well like I've had 
people are like, oh, you're no fun to go with a coffee for, you know, like, you're not having the cake. And I'm like, well, that's fine if that's what you think. But I'm not sitting here judging you for having the cake. If anything, I'm like, oh, tell me, is it good? Like, oh, I can't wait to join in again. And yeah. it's always a temporary thing. And I think that explaining that to people as well can sometimes be really helpful is that prep is a season of life. It is mm. not your whole life forever, obviously, depending on the, the levels to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to get into that because obviously what we're going to you know, talk about as well kind of come down to identity. But just before we get into that, one question before I forget is, you know, earlier you mentioned in terms of those like prerequisites of being healthy and the importance of having like a healthy menstrual cycle. I think there's still a little bit of kind of confusion around that in terms of like what actually is a menstrual, sorry, not what is a menstrual cycle, <laughs> what is a healthy menstrual cycle um, and what are some signs and symptoms that it's, it's not particularly healthy and therefore what kind of boxes is a woman trying to tick here in terms of going, yep, I have got a healthy menstrual cycle, so that's good. I could consider prepping. Yeah, so obviously, birth control aside, if you're not on any of that, you want to have one, a regular cycle, one that's not causing you so much pain that like you can't do anything. Um, just making sure that also as well, like being able to look at your daily food and things as well. Like even if you're maybe on the surface level thinking like everything's okay, like you've got a good baseline of calories are you eating carbs fats like enough protein all those things every day like making sure that you're in a position where you're not even thinking or worried about those things because like I say prep makes nothing better so as soon as you start restricting your calories if there's any issues like they're gonna and I do see it with clients like I've got clients like in or had clients in preps before where you know as we diet down they're noticing oh my periods are getting more sore more painful and like unfortunately that's your body it gets under stress right it's Mm. it's probably we're maybe getting to the point where we will potentially lose it and I mean I have that discussion with all my girls before they start like you have to be prepared that that is something that may happen. I'm going to try and not let it happen. But if it does, we'll do everything we can at the end to to sort it out as well. But that's a, that's the risk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that you have that conversation. I do feel like we've almost got a duty of care of coaches to be like, this might happen. I've chatted to so many bikini girls and they're like, I lost my, you know, I lost my period and I never knew that that was like an option. And I'm just like, how did you not know? Like your yeah. coach should have told you that. Yeah, it's like... And I'm also as well, I feel like it's, but the thing is, it's not everyone does. And I think it's also like a, some people think of it's like a badge of honor. Like, oh, I've got no period. I must be mm. shredded now. Yeah. Um, Cause I know some girls that point. compete and they don't lose it. And I've had a client before who's competed and done really well and she didn't lose it. Um, and having that conversation as well is like, this doesn't mean you're not ready. <laughs> like it, it, it's just so present dependent. Yeah. I'm somebody who loses mine quite easily. I've also always been fairly lucky to get it back. Um, fairly quickly post-show I've never had any issues I do keep on top of blood tests and hormones and things like that but it's it's just one of those things that you need to have those talks before not after and yeah. not during and go oh just making sure that you're fully aware of the risks and also like making sure that you're prepared to stay with your coach or go to another coach or looking into things on your own to get your health back on track afterwards yeah what are kind of some of those steps post show that are important to to get the cycle back so i think something that people really kind of look over is like whole foods micronutrients things like that so i love that answer it's not what i was expecting no um so the thing is is like post show you want the cookies and the burgers and the pizza and like i've seen it before of like a a technique with some people are like right we'll give you more off-plan meals in a week but keep your food still fairly low which sounds good when you're hungry um having lower day-to-day food and more chances to go and have date nights and catch up with family sounds great 
but when your body's been deprived, like when you're eating egg whites or fish, and I mean, not everybody has to diet to that extent. This is me. Um, but when you've had a nutrition deprived diet, you should be kind of looking at getting some variety back in there. Like, um, you know, you might have had like berries on your on your plan for your diet. Like I would change that for a client of myself to fruit, like mix up your fruit, have some variety with that. Make sure you're having more veg, variety of veg, getting in whole grains and trying to base your day-to-day diet around a lot of those things they're going to help with society too because generally they're quite high in volume but trying to look at that side of things I think can be really beneficial to health obviously you want to still factor in the off-plan meals and the the things that you're craving too but I have noticed such a huge change in myself this was the first post-show period where I didn't just put in like bagels and jam and coca pops I kept on whole foods and it's probably I think the quickest my cycles ever come back and I also didn't have painful periods which I've never had in my entire life and that's kind of encouraged me to keep all like whole food kind of base so yeah that doing your bloods I guess as well um not trying to diet sorry reverse diet too slowly yeah great point yep um of course you want to stay kind of lean but at the end of the day like you can't stay shredded forever like you've got it and again that is about going into it knowing and being prepared that this is temporary so that would be another one as well um and just being honest with your coach like I think so many things can be helped and avoided if you communicate like Mm -hmm. especially if you've got you need need a coach you can trust you don't ever feel ashamed because you can't stick to something or because you're craving a certain thing like that's that's why I always say to my clients, like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help you. So, like, don't ever feel yeah, afraid. Like, I'm not your mum. I'm not here to tell you off. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not how this works. Yeah, no, I love that. I um, Yeah, and and probably keep working with you for a few months. I mean, I know yeah. a lot of clients do, but a lot of people, as you said earlier, they think prep is done when prep's done. And it's not a case of wanting a couple more months of, of you know, that direct debit out of a client. It's not that at all. It's that prep genuinely isn't done when prep is done. Yeah. And if you can have kind of an exit strategy over maybe like a two, three month period of a coach, then that's obviously really valuable as well. Yeah. And that's what I try and I try and get to cross people is that I would love for you to be like, do your show and be like, yeah, cool. You're carefree now, but you're not. And there is work to be done mentally, emotionally, physically as well. Like it's hard not having a goal anymore and sticking to a diet and eating your micros when you want to eat the cookies and little things like that it's it's hard and so having the support for that for someone who's maybe like I've had horrible reverses where I have gained a lot of weight really quickly and then this I've also had reverses where I've gained like kind of slowly I've had situations where I've got ill post-show and then really struggled to gain weight like my first prep I got food poisoning two days after and I dropped about three and a four kilos from my stage weight wow which was that's the worst possible timing yeah and then i tried to go to the doctors and they were like oh it's the whey protein you're drinking <laughs> it's not it's not it's not the way yeah. doing they were like just stop taking your supplements i'm like mm, i don't think it's quite as simple as that yeah no that's that's not what that was <laughs> let's let's just go back to the the nutrient dense foods for a second if that's okay yeah. so I, I love that you started with that obviously the other points are amazing too but i love that you started with that because the fitness industry at some point the last few years for a lot of people it depends on again what circle you're in right but for a lot of people the last few years it has become very much like if it fits your macros in terms of like coca pops as you said bagels jam cream of rice malt loaves right all of those typical foods it got to a point where i would see a picture of like trained by jp's membership site on someone's tv or laptop screen and then like m1 or like m2 for like meal two and it was like you know jam bagels right and i was just like 
obviously I think that's actually really cool in a way because for a lot of people that does digest better you know you train better on it of course but that seems to have gone so far the other way where people actually have just disregarded nutrient you know nutrient density and, and micronutrients and they're having decent amount of carbs and I'm having bikini girls say to me, but my carbs are here. And I'm like, okay, well, where are they? And it's like, yeah, you know, they're coming from, from white rice and they're coming from bagels and jam and cream of rice and, and whatever granola. And it's like, you're not getting in any vitamins or minerals. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to highlight how much I love that. That was the first point you led yeah. with. And that's I mean, really important. I hands up admit, haven't always been like that. And this has been the year that's really changed that for me. Like the last kind of six to eight months kind of been really getting into that side of things a lot more we spoke about earlier just things like micros and thinking about where my food comes from and not just convenience and you know like I notice such a difference in myself my overall health my energy levels how I sleep and it's not that processed foods are bad and I would never like shame anybody for having those things and I have had those things regularly in my diet I give them to clients it's not that I think they're bad but I think it needs to be at some point a balancing act like when your diet is consuming of basically like all all processed foods it's right okay it's not just convenience at that point it's just you've got used to it so it's just yeah invaluable and if you put it into like chronometer or something you'd probably shock yourself at how little you're getting yeah i like that you said that had you used that before like we did the course a few years ago were you already familiar with that bit of software i'd never heard of it and it wasn't again until like both me and Nikki kind of got like into all of this bit more and we were just like we'd just be putting food in chronometer and just seeing what it is and it's so eye-opening and I think that I've really learned a lot in those last few months and my food has not been as strict post-show or um, it's probably been higher like in terms of calories and I've been able to do that while eating a lot of whole foods yes a bit of processed stuff here like a bit of granola here things like that but even then when I'm now buying granola I'm looking at the ingredients I'm looking at like what's it got in it does it have lots of added things with big names that I don't know what it does like I really try and focus on that which I know is not everyone's cup of tea but I think yeah, well, it's if worked you have, for you right yeah and it's I mean if you've got health issues and you're struggling or your period's not coming yeah. back like try it try it yeah yeah it's hard isn't it because I think a lot of people no one of those tiny little things often makes a difference it's kind of like straw that broke the camel's back you know uh, analogy or it's kind of like that toxic burden in terms of you know your body can tolerate so much and if you're just below that tipping point and then it might only be one little change you make but you you kind of spill over right then all of a sudden you start having symptoms so each of these individual points often often seem quite quite small don't they but you know they, they add up and I think one really important point is that people think preps may be healthy from a micronutrient standpoint don't they because they're like well I'm eating lots of vegetables, uh, you know, I'm eating lots of, in theory, like, quote-unquote, clean, healthy foods. But as you've, like, just said, if you put that in chronometer and look at it, you will be micronutrient deficient. Like, you can't not be. Like, the, the maths doesn't physically add up on less than, like, 1,800 to 2,000 calories. When was the last time you spent prep on, like, anywhere near 2,000 <laughs> calories, right? No chance. Yeah, it's not happening. So it doesn't matter how perfect your diet looks on paper or how much variety you try and get in which kind of is often something you don't do on prep right because same meals every day is just easier so you've not only got the lack of variety you just physically don't have enough total food to get in all of those micronutrients because the maths doesn't add up on less than 1800 to 2000 so for anyone thinking oh well i do prep really healthy i eat loads of broccoli i eat loads of asparagus i'm definitely not micronutrient deficient it's like by the end of prep you will have to be micronutrient deficient yeah 100 percent. you can see it in your skin and 
your hair and all those kind of things as well so it's like that's another reason like if your body will always tell you when you're prepping if it's struggling yeah. and you got to listen sometimes like obviously you got to ignore it at some point like you're never going to do a fully healthy prep but you got to be prepared to do the work afterwards and if you're maybe reversed from a show and even if you've gained weight it doesn't mean that your body's in that healthy position like I say I've gained weight really rapidly before and then still not had my period back because I haven't been prioritizing things for health and I think it's really difficult because you don't want to create like fear foods and things like that that's that's not it at all but I also kind of call it like eating like an adult like yeah, if you that. know if you know what's good for you you got to do it like sometimes we've got to be adults and we can't spit our dummies out and be like no I want pizza yeah. <laughs> like you got to be like oh, okay what does your body need yeah, yeah maybe I need to have like a stir fry and I get a load of veg in have a smoothie make it myself yeah. get all the whole foods in sometimes you just got adult it yeah I love that yeah the pizza's not going anywhere yeah so. exactly yeah Food will always be there like and like I would say the world isn't going to run out of granola or pizza or chocolate mm. while you're sorting your health out it'll yeah. be there you know yeah that's such a brilliant point I think that um yeah more people just just need to hear that that the, the, the nutrients are, are just so important um I feel like we've done a really good job there of kind of giving like some context in terms of how to do prep as hopefully a little bit healthy like exit strategy afterwards like prerequisites for who like can kind of go on prep um I'd love to talk a little bit more about kind of some of those that the identity side of things that we were speaking about earlier like one thing you said to me if, if you don't mind speaking about it again here is even down to like clothes and being like I don't really like buy many clothes that aren't gym related I think that it's just yeah so important to obviously have that identity away from the gym away from competing away from being a coach um a funny a quick little story actually is I remember when uh, I did muscle nerds of Luke Lerman and um it was actually the muscle mentor guys were there as well before they were the muscle mentors and he's kind of going around the room and Luke's like you know what are your hobbies what do you like doing and everyone's like I like training <laughs> I like meal prep and uh, I kind of got where Luke was going with it by the time he got to he got to me um but yeah like no one had anything outside of being in the fitness no. industry yeah that's it's so common though like for me I am a coach I live with my partner who's also a coach and we compete we gym and it was when I was on another podcast like a few weeks ago I'd just finished my prep and they were like who is Jenny Hamilton and I was like oh, I'm a coach and I compete and then my mind was just like blank and I was like oh my god like is that all I am and I sat on this for like days and I was like raging I was like why why as a 25 year old can I not decipher who I am apart from what I do and so yeah I've been on like a little bit of a, a journey recently to to work on that side of myself and yeah do things like I would honestly go into a shop like H&M and like I've left like almost having a panic attack of being like this is so overwhelming there's so many clothes and there's so many options and I don't know what to do and I didn't even want to try anything on it just all felt so scary and like this was a few weeks post-show I wasn't um, out of shape it wasn't anything to do with body image it was just about comfort zone like put me in a pair of shorts and a sports bra or a sparkly bikini on stage like I said this earlier yeah. like you own it that is my comfort zone like post my check-in pictures online post a photo shoot online like that's totally fine tell me I've got like an event to go to where I need jeans and a nice top and I would probably be like crying in my bedroom like oh my god I don't know what to do and I think that that's such a hard Thing. and again like this is the kind of work you should be doing like don't be like me I, I did not do that work I let myself be fully encompassed by this person and then before you know it you're like wow 
I, this this work's gonna have to happen sometime either when I fully stop competing or now and I was like right I'm gonna do it now because otherwise yeah so smart that identity crisis is gonna be huge like when you know that there's definitely no more preps and there's definitely no more of that it's gonna be like well, what now and so I would rather be prepared for that now doing other things and yeah just finding out who I am and you don't have to know straight away like I'm still experimenting like I'm just trying to do little things like if I've got a rest day from the gym, I'm doing something like coming here and doing stuff like that. Don't just put leggings and a, a t-shirt and a hoodie on. Like put something different on and, you know, have things in my wardrobe that allow me to do that. And it's been a journey. Like I had a big personal one. I just went on holiday and I actually felt like I did. I went and shopped for outfits. The holiday I'd been on previously, I'd just use whatever I'd had. And I'd just been like, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to chill. Whereas this year I was like, no, I want to feel good. Not because of my body, not because of staying lean but because I like how these clothes make me feel and I feel like I'm expressing myself and I used to be really into that like in my teenagers like I say used to go out partying all the time I would happily do all those things um so I'm I'm, I'm finding that balance of I can be the fitness person but I can I can be somebody else too yeah that's brilliant can I just say for anyone listening on the audio rather than on YouTube that Jenny is not in in gym clothes today <laughs> she's put on a really nice outfit so she's not being a hypocrite she's she's that's, doing the work yeah um, I'm trying yeah that, that's really cool I think it, isn't it interesting how it took someone asking you who you are on a podcast to kind of like realize that as well yeah like I actually like have said to him like that that was like a pivotal moment um and I was just like something needs to change I need to be able to answer that question I need people to say like and just be confident in those other areas of myself and you know like I've been trying lots of different things I've been trying different ways of moving my body like I'm not in a contest prep now so I've been trying to do things like go for runs and I've been to Pilates and hot yoga and like wow I can enjoy these other ways of moving my body that's cool I've been doing things like right I'm gonna do some gardening with my mom and like oh, this, I sounds, love that. this sounds so silly but like before I'd have been like oh well I just we'll just go for a walk we'll just do my steps you know like keep the garden plain but like I've actually been growing my own veg, you know, like so cool. micros as well. Like there's crossovers between all these things. Like your personality can be whatever you want it to be. And I think that the, the competing industry kind of glorifies you being like, I am the competitor. This is my life. This is 100% who I am. And so many people who compete also coach. And mm. before you know what your life is, this entire little bubble, and someone bursts that bubble it's like you you got to be prepared to have other things outside there. Yeah. I think that's so key as well, because if you do get, like you were talking earlier about some injuries to me, like if an injury does happen and you're like, I can't do a show this year or ever again, I just can't really train, you know, to, to that extent or even obviously chronic dieting can flare kind of injuries up, right? So if that injury happens, you don't really get a chance to then like, oh, I'll worry about that when I'm done competing. Like probably super smart to do what you've done here, which is like, I can figure this out simultaneously to competing. Yeah. And if obviously a touch wood, like you don't get an injury, but if something does happen and you can never do another show again, like you've done that work to be in the best possible position to handle not a great situation. Whereas a lot of these people, if that does occur, it's a really crappy situation and they won't be in a good position to handle it because just all of their identity is going to be taken away overnight yeah and like that's kind of how I felt when I did I did like a year-long off-season after doing kind of three seasons that were like I think it was 2019 2020 2021 and then I took 2022 off and in that year I kind of had these feelings and then I just kind of what I did was I got myself mentally ready to prep again and into a good 
position to have like that nice quiet prep and I kind of did some of the work in terms of like okay I really enjoy spending time like with my family on going walks like we got a dog just became like permanent dog mom status <laughs> like that was a big part of my identity and still is but like I didn't do the full work and I used kind of a prep to not mask the problems but to like I was like all right I feel happy now let's prep again and then before you know it you kind of undo a lot of that work that you just did like it's kind of a running joke with me and Nikki where Nikki will be like oh you're happy now so you're gonna do another prep again and give yourself <laughs> loads more work to do to get yourself back to being happy again afterwards because it, it it's hard and it is you become that person solely and because so many people just that's what they want to talk to you about people yeah. just want to have those conversations about oh how did you do what shows you doing yeah. and now when people say how oh, are you bringing up your readouts yeah like Oh, what are you doing now? Like people still ask me that question. I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm just, just living. Yeah. And then people are just kind of, oh, okay. And then they don't ask you again because it's like living isn't fun or exciting. Well, it is fun, but it's not fun for them to talk about. Yeah. They want to hear about what, how crazy your diet is or your cardio or mm. what your show plans are. And yeah, sometimes I'd be, I used to be quite open about having like big goals within it and wanting to like have the pro cards and the, and that doesn't align with what I want anymore. And that, takes so many people back where they're like what what do you mean you don't you're not gonna do like a pro qualifier and I'm like well I would like to but it's gonna cost me this much and it's gonna take away these weeks on prep and I want to focus on my health and I want to save that money to do something else and for people in that bubble that's like whoa why would you do that yeah they're almost like offended aren't they yeah like how could you not want to go for more and it's like well actually I'm just so happy with what I did and my biggest win was like that first show I did this season like I did the whole prep secret because I was like if I need to like I actually was aiming for an earlier show and I wasn't going to make it and there was no pressure because I hadn't told anybody so I could be like oh well, I'll just do the later one and it was as easy as that and um it should be as easy as that regardless but yeah it's it's having that I that identity away from it as well I think also helps of being like well if I don't do this show my life isn't over you know I think that's a huge thing because when you are in that, it feels like life or death. It yeah. feels like your whole life is going to be over if you don't win or you don't place how you want to. And that is not the, like, and I've been there. Like I say, I I've, I beat myself up so much after my 2021 season, even though I walked away with a, a first and a third, which are still great results. I beat myself up about it because I didn't, I was in that point where like anything other than the absolute best means my life is over, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Not only is it not, it's not like a different sport where maybe, I mean, most sports you don't control who else turns up on the day, but like there is this other massive variable that you don't get to control, which is who else turns up yeah. on the day. I always say like now that you ha like, obviously there's a lot of talk about like manifesting your goals and, things like that and I'm big on this but what I say is that like the universe or God or whatever you believe in will know when it's your time and like there are only like if if there are 20 girls in your class you're no one's going in being like oh I'd really love 19th place like everyone wants top three top two top one like everyone wants the pro card everyone wants it and so if you're all going in and trying to manifest it, it's still only ever going to be one person's day. And it doesn't mean that you're not good enough. And it doesn't mean that you're less of an athlete because that day wasn't your day. 
And I sometimes have like people being like, oh, I'm really upset about my placing and my first show when like I won and then I didn't get the overall or anything like that. And I'm like, look, you can like, I've been in this five years. I've done eight shows. I've won five times. I've never won an overall. It's never been my day. Like, and I've always said, oh, I'm going to keep going until I get it. And I'm like, no, like that doesn't matter. What matters is do I have good experiences while I compete? Yeah. Okay. As long as it's good and it's enjoyable, then that's all that matters. Yeah, because I think if you, like, hearing that externally, right, I'm not focusing on, <laughs> Jenny's not one and overall, I'm focusing on the fact that you've gone from, like, moving back from Australia, which is quite a massive decision, to the other side of the world, not knowing what you want to do with your life, to being where you are now, which is, you know, fiancé, new friends, um, you know, you've got some, like, respect in the industry, you've got sponsors, you've got a business, and you've done that in, like, five to seven years, depending on how you want to look at it. Like, that's incredible. So, like, focusing on the fact you don't have an overall would completely detract away from all these incredible things that you have achieved, achieved and the industry has given you. The thing is, as well, is, like, nobody really remembers apart from you. Like, yeah. if I, like, even said to, like, anyone listening to this, if I said, right, think of your favourite competitor, tell me all their placings at every show they've ever done most people wouldn't be able to list that for their like favorite competitor on social media because that's not what you resonate with you don't mm. resonate with the medals and things as such it's going to be more so their personality and of course winning or doing well gives you the platform a lot of the time but a lot of the time people's favorite competitors are their favorite because of the personality they they show or they've got this incredible physique but no one can remember the exact placings and i think it's very easy to get caught up in that so yeah you know like I have a, a bit of an analogy like I do or have done a seminar with one of my clients we called it like fluent a prep it was all about pre prepping positively and there was a little analogy I used at the, the end of the seminar that I think would be really good here and I call it the prep cake right so if you think about prep the cake is like the prep itself so the dieting the training all of that stuff like that is prep and then you've got the icing and the icing is like the memories you make on show day, the friends you make along the way, like all of those, the emotions you feel, how you feel about your look, that's your icing. And then your sprinkles, that is the placings and the pro cards and the sponsorships. And you can have a fully functioning cake without sprinkles. Like you can have a delicious cake and a lot of people wouldn't even notice the sprinkles were missing. But if you don't have the cake itself or if you don't have the icing, like not many people want a dry cake with a bunch of sprinkles on top yeah. like and that I think like I always laugh because I'm like prep and cake could probably think of a better one but <laughs> I think if um, anything that's perfect yeah because I just think if you put the pressure on the sprinkles you you risk losing the icing which is what's holding everything together and if you focus on baking your sponge like doing all that work in prep on getting your icing on there, having the best time, making the friends, making the memories, like supporting each other, like all of that stuff. When the sprinkles come, it makes it better. Like otherwise no one remembers the sprinkles. Yeah, I think that's a great analogy. And no one just wants to eat the sprinkles. They no, literally do no one wants a handful of sprinkles with... Never have I done that. Cake. No, exactly. They don't taste of anything. Yeah, that's such a great analogy. I love it. I think if anything, the fact that it's a cake and we're talking about contest prep. Yeah. Really just, Anyone on prep, I'm sorry. Yeah. Talk about cake. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's brilliant. It doesn't quite work the same with like a rice bowl. So. No, no. <laughs> um, that's brilliant. Tell us a little bit more about the that seminar that you did um, because I think that's really interesting. I, I love that you're doing that. I think there's definitely should be more of those kind of things in the industry for people to learn from. Yeah, so myself and my 
client slash friend Eden she has her posing business project pose and we were just brainstorming and chatting one day and we were like I wish there was kind of something that would allow there to be talk about how to have a positive prep without it necessarily being anti-competing or like Mm. just I wish there was a way of like helping people prep in a positive way and there just seemed to be kind of nothing there and we're like well why don't we do it so we wanted to create a seminar we've we did our first one on prep but we want to do them for off season as well of just like how to handle the mind side of things because there's a lot of advice about like you know reverse dieting or dieting and regaining a menstrual cycle and you can find a lot of the kind of sciencey stuff I guess but like the emotional side of things I think is quite neglected and a lot of coaches won't cover it yeah. a lot of your coaches will like they are diet and training and they're not necessarily there to help with that side of things and that's totally fine but I I feel that like that you can't get to your best physical self without dealing with all the mental side of things too so we kind of split it in half we did a, a part about the prep itself and making the process positive and then also show day you know about supporting other people and having a really a day that's about what we just talk about about the the process about the day about the memories not about winning losing placings trophies pro cards yeah that sounds really positive when's the next one um, we don't have a date yet just we're both kind of like trying to figure out but we're hoping to have one more up north up my end newcastle durham way and eden is from southampton so maybe london or southampton kind of way so we'll definitely keep you posted when that goes yeah, on. yeah amazing yeah i'd absolutely love to share that and uh were they, were they for women only bikini girls only or were they for guy competitors too we did women only just so that we could like talk yeah, no holes sense. barred um but we do want to do one eventually because I feel like as well, the thing is, it's like, you know what guys can be like, especially your bodybuilders. Yeah. They're not always wanting to hear that kind of thing, but that's Slightly definitely... shifting though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think there's a lot more talk about it now, which is really good. Um, and I think especially with just like, yeah, people talking about guys' mental health in general, mm. like I think it is something that would be really useful for male competitors to have yeah. is that kind of like safe space of knowing that like struggling's all right like yeah you know i think you'd be surprised with the turnout yeah i think there's a couple of people i'm thinking of you can probably imagine who, who <clears throat> obviously i think all of whom have stopped competing at least for now pr fairly prominent english you know guys in the physique world that talk about that quite a lot since they've kind of finished up competing and that's kind of done the industry a lot of favors yeah no it is being spoken about a lot more and i think again though it's like when you're stopping competing like i've like i used to say oh i'll stop competing when it's no longer enjoyable but I've changed that to like I'm going to stop before it's no longer enjoyable I want to stop while it's enjoyable so that I never get to the point of being like I hate this because I want like like I say this has given me so much and it has benefited my life in ways that I couldn't have imagined and like it's brought me some of my best friends it has given me experiences and opportunities and I don't want to get to a point where I look back on those things and be like like I want it to be like, no, cherished memories. I'm content and I'm done. So I'm not sure when that will be, but I'm happy now. So it might be soon. I don't know. Like I will prep if it's right. But yeah, I just want to, I think that would be, if more people stopped while they were still happy, I think it would probably be better for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's such a brilliant point. If you could kind of go back in time and have a chat with like 20 year old Jenny when you were first kind of getting into looking at competitions, what kind of two or three main things would you love to be able to kind of say to her or tell her? I would say 
the small stuff does not matter as much as you think it does. Like if you're weighing your rice out and it is 41 grams in off season instead of 40, you're okay. And like obviously in a prep, be precise, be accurate, cool. But like use your off seasons to relax that little bit. Like I think I wouldn't have had the season I had in 2021 had I allowed myself that little bit um, of wiggle room, shall we say. Um, Secondly, I would say not everything is as it seems on social media and whether that's comparing yourself to somebody else or how prevalent you think somebody is within your industry is that you are choosing to kind of expose yourself to maybe just that. Like for a long time, my whole Instagram feed was just bodybuilding. And so it felt like that was the entire world and that was all there was. And just unfollowing a few people or muting a few people and following some different pages, all of a sudden that universe has got smaller and like other parts of my life have got bigger. And so like, it's not always as it seems. And if you're not happy with what you're seeing on social media or it's making you feel a kind of way, like you can change it. (laughs) And Mm. like, I used to feel guilty for like maybe unfollowing people I knew in the industry or things like that. And I even say like, if anyone's unfollowed me that I even know from the industry, if it's because I was making them feel a certain way, I get it. Like, do you? It's not that deep. Like, it's a follow on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, and third, don't compare what you do to anyone else. Like, I'm somebody who has to push really hard to, like, diet and things like that. And there are some people who don't. Obviously, you've got things like PDs and stuff like that within the industry. And I was a very naive to that at the start. I thought, no, everyone would admit everyone would say if they were and they could be like you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) you're an um, idiot yeah a little bit ignorant but not an idiot and um it's always a personal choice and like you know there are also like there's levels to it as well like some people if they take fat burners they would say i'm natural and they think they are and i would maybe not consider that natural but like maybe they do and it's just like there's so much disparity of what like what that is and also like coaches will always love to post like their genetically gifted mm. clients that can diet on 1600 calories and 20 minutes of cardio yeah. like they love to post that but they'll also have the clients kind of like me that are on the low calories and they're doing the high cardio and it's a big push and that's okay and I get quite a lot of people kind of like I don't try I try not to post too much of my prep diet and things anymore because it is very extreme and I would hate for anyone to copy that or to think that's all prep is because I'm also possibly an exception of having to push really hard but when you're like a 50 kilo female on stage your your calories have to get low and things like that but that doesn't mean that you're not meant to do it it doesn't make you less of a competitor like it doesn't matter how high my food gets in off season I still got to do cardio to a high level and food to a low level and yeah, they're really that's not my points. fault so yeah yeah it just is what it is I love that I think coaches will always they'll always try and glorify they look at my client and he's you know he's six weeks out and he's not done any cardio yet and it's like that doesn't really serve anyone by sharing that type of post no like and it's it's cool and it's like that that is great yeah, for that for individual <laughs> and like I've had clients where like they don't have to do that much cardio but I think it also makes it hard on the people that don't have to do it because sometimes they either feel like they're not suffering enough Mm. or they're feeling like, oh, I shouldn't feel bad because I'm not doing as much as somebody else. And that's not it at all. But there's just so many levels to this. And 
of what people have to do and yeah I try not to again like I've maybe done it in the past um I feel like that's a lot of thing a lot of coaches could get better at like I'm trying really hard to always put my hand up and be like I've changed my mind about this or I'm doing this differently now rather than being like well I never did that yeah yeah same we all yeah it wasn't that long ago that we were both like actually very young and very new to the industry so obviously if if we don't look back at stuff that we don't go "Mm, that wasn't great then we're probably (laughs) we're probably lying to ourselves aren't we i am i found a whole bunch of like my phone memories feels all right i'm gonna go clear out some notes i'd like two thousand notes of doing people's (laughs) diet plans on my phone notes and i was looking back at some of the diets and i'm like and this was before i coached competitors and i'm like wow if they came to me now for coaching, they would be like, what on earth is this diet? This is so different. Yeah. And um, it's because it's all I knew. And, you know, you grow and you learn and you adapt. And I think being able to to do that is good. And there's not more, sorry, there is more than one way to do dieting, to do anything. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a testament to you to be open-minded and be willing to admit that there were things that you weren't doing quite as well as you could have done. And because you didn't know better or different and now they're now they've improved which is obviously incredible yeah no I think like I say I've I used to think like one way is the right way and the, the more like the older I get the more experience I get within the industry the more I realize well actually your way can be right for you their way can be right for them my way can be right for me and we just got to find that way for each individual like you're an individual person like we all have individual needs that coaching needs to fill it's not about like this is how you train this is how you diet because there's so many ways to do both yeah so something you said on that that first point that first answer which was you should go into your prep feeling like kind of off season was like refreshing and you've like recovered and you're ready for prep as opposed to um, off season being so difficult that you're like I'm not ready to start prep I think that's a really great point um so yeah let's touch on that if that's okay what do you kind of mean by that so I I've done off seasons that are very structured where I'm like weighing out to the gram, tracking my steps like to the step, not going above, not going below. Like, you know, everything is extremely accurate and that is great and that is fine. But at some point, like when you're living in that structured, like obviously there will be some individuals who absolutely can do that. Like that is fine. But for most people, having that level of dedication year round, not just for 20 weeks is it's hard it is very and then you have like some point life's going to happen at some point your electricity is going to go off and you can't cook your meal or like you know like I'm sure Nicky won't mind me saying this but like he used to actually set timers to eat his meal after two hours and if he missed the two hour one he would set another half hour so it'd be two and a half hours it would always be exactly a time wow yeah and so like little things like that and then now you know we roughly track the time and be like all right time to eat now or I'll set a timer if I'm going to be doing a lot of work and I know I need to remember but if it goes in two hours and eight minutes it's fine and like I think like that is that's when you're going to reach that burnout if you are not naturally that person I mean even if you are naturally that person at some point you need to learn to roll with the punches a little bit and just be like life's going to happen you know if situations happen where you can't do things perfectly it needs to not be causing a total meltdown and like yeah when you get to the start of prep you want to be like right I'm ready to be disciplined if you've been so disciplined that when you get to the start of prep you're like oh I feel burnt out and I've not even done the hard bit yet that that's when the issues come in and like I say like by the end of that 2021 prep I felt like I'd been on prep for like two and a half years 
and although I hadn't been and my food had been high and it, it, it had been different it didn't it felt mentally like I had been that way mm. and that made that period of my life quite hard to manage and I think I'd also use prep to just bury a lot of problems like I wasn't dealing with the personal problems because I was just focusing on prep so you know that's I mean that's a whole other situation yeah. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a really great point I think especially when people started calling it improvement season versus off season which I'm like okay cool like I like that like makes sense like obviously there's no point doing another show if you if you're not going to improve so I was like I kind of like that but it always didn't make sense to me at the same time because I was like well then you're just creating the same narrative around how disciplined and precise you need to be which exactly is going to create the problem you just described where you're going into prep already feeling incredibly burnt out so yeah thank you for elaborating on that I think that's really important for people to here. yeah like I say like I've, be, I've done both and I don't think there is that much of a difference between being super accurate all of the time compared to being like that little bit relaxed what you cause yourself in mental stress outweighs any possible benefit um, and also as well like I've seen it before of like coaches or big people on social media and they're being like I'm 100% on like I live for this but they are having like their untracked meals their off-plan meals but they don't post them every time. Like maybe you have to go and read their read their blog to see it. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's like, oh, so like I actually, like me and Nikki did a 12 month period where we didn't have any kind of off plan meal together, which like we did like a couple of cinema dates and things like that. Some of the time I was on prep, but there was like a solid chunk of time where none, we, we just didn't do anything like that together. And at some point you, you look back and you're like, wow, like that was a whole year where we didn't do valentine's day or anniversaries or birthdays you know it's crazy yeah and you've got to ask yourself is it worth that is yeah it worth that sacrifice and for some people it is and like i've been that person and when i went through that 12 month period initially i was i was happy to do that it wasn't mm-hmm. until i got to the end of that 2021 prep where i was like oh I, I don't feel happy to do that anymore and because i thought that was the only way to do it I had that kind of internal crisis of like, oh my God, I'm a bad competitor because I can't be on 24 seven, 52 weeks of the year. Like I, I can't do this. Um, but it turns out <laughs> you can. And um, actually just giving yourself that little bit of like give and take at certain points again, like that post-show period can be really difficult and you don't have to take it to the extreme of being completely off piste with everything. Like mm. you still need to conduct yourself where you, prioritize nutrition and training but you can prioritize those things without making it your whole existence yeah such a good point is there anything you feel like we've missed today in terms of how we can prep better and do it in a slightly healthier way that you'd like to go over Um, i think we've pretty much covered everything just i would say is it like if if it doesn't feel a hundred percent right don't do it yet like trial doing something first like i think a lot of the time people get really excited about a prep as a goal which is is really cool but like maybe try a different goal first maybe try a photo shoot maybe try something that's a step down or like you can do a photo shoot even if you don't get shredded like give yourself Mm. something that doesn't feel as stressful to try because you know it's just it's just coming back to that point again of like prep is only going to make life harder and I think so many people underestimate just how tough that can be so yeah just if you're if it's not a, a hell yes then it's the no like be sure yeah that's a cool way of putting it there's no, no, nothing in between yeah like if you're on the fence like stay on the fence wait until they wait until like i'm big one for like intuition and 
gut feelings and like I say that 2021 prep I was fighting every single gut feeling like I was I knew I knew I should stop I knew that it wasn't right I knew that I was damaging my mental health my physical health my body I was getting injuries left right and center and I kept going and like if you're having that feeling of like "Mm, this doesn't feel right or oh I should stop or anything like that like listen stage will always be there clumps will always be there you can do it at any age at any time it it needs to be right if it's not 100% right it's going to be wrong something's going to happen you're not going to be happy just trust that gut yeah that's a really really great closing thought um where can people find out a little bit more about you your services any events you've got coming up so you can follow me on instagram i'm on there just as jenny hamilton coach one word all of my competing stuff on there posing coaching um links to actual coaching problems and things to be found there and if you want to see a bit of my life outside of competing i actually when i had that kind of turning point interview i started documenting finding myself outside of competing on tiktok so I'm, oh cool I'm, i didn't know that yeah i'm jenny underscore hamilton underscore on tiktok and that's just like random day in the life me trying to dress myself <laughs> like me trying to go shopping like little random insights of things like that so yeah it's i like to keep them kind of a bit separate because i don't want people to think that i'm not into fitness anymore but yeah all of the the stuff that isn't strictly like bikini prep and clients stuff like that you can find on there Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I'll check those bits out as well. And yeah, just make sure when you do get any more dates for for events booked in, obviously oh, just, yeah, just send them over to my way so I can share them as well. Yeah, we don't have a social media page yet for Flow, but I'm pretty sure that's something that we're going to work on in the future. But yeah, um, if you want to find out, stay tuned. It'll be like posts and stories. And I imagine that there will probably be one before the end of the year. Oh, amazing. We'll make sure we get all of that in the in the show notes. So yeah. thank you so much for coming down today to talk about that. That was absolutely incredible. And I think that that hopefully is going to be a fantastic resource that we can both direct people to if they are asking us questions about whether competing is right for them or not. Yeah, 100%. It saves them a big like 10 minute voice note from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for coming down. And yeah, I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to getting this episode out. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. That was super cool. Yeah, that was fun. If you've enjoyed today's episode, it would be amazing if you could do us a massive favour and leave us a review and even if possible a comment. The reason why this is so useful for us is it allows us to know which type of content and which guests are best going to be relevant for you and your goals so that we can continue to make the podcast even better for you in the future. Thank you so much so far for all of your support on the Women's Wellness Show.